Yeah, I be Captain Chessbeard, and this here be the 48th episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Yeah, unfortunately, that shark bait, SBJ, couldn't be bothered to move his wary bones to host this episode. Nay, he be at PAX West, previously known as PAX Prime. Worry not, ye sailors, because there be a special replacement host, Stephen Avery. Yar. He be joined by game designer Lindsay Road of Weird Games. And that other landlubber, I don't know, I don't care, it's Alan Gearding. This is a special episode because they discuss Dragon Con, that annual party that happens in Atlanta, Georgia. Join them as they discuss such topics as the Dragon Con Parade, the Imperial Star Wars Ball, and what's with all them furries? What is a nerd burlesque show? What in the Seven Seas is a Muscadine? Pokemon! And who be that mysterious Lindsay Roan? Raise anchor, hoist the mizzens, and set sail on this, the 48th episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. This is your guest host, Steve Avery. Woo! And I'm here with Alan Gerding and Lindsay Road. And this is episode number Alpha 6... Sigma Nine. Nu. <laughs> yes! 12 Niner. Some unknown number. It's code name. It's a code... It's the Dragon Con episode. That's what it is. It's a special it code. Is. Everything about this episode is secretive. The location is secretive. Shh, don't give them a hint where we're at. We're in a sweat lodge. No, this is the secret closet episode. We're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting in a closet. In fact, we should just rename the podcast the In the Closet with Stephen Avery. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we're in Atlanta, and uh, I and Lindsay, Lindsay Road, she just moved down here. But I have been in Atlanta for quite a while. So, and you guys uh, came down to Dragon Con for your first time ever. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did not go. <laughs> yeah, you did. You left us hanging. Yeah. <laughs> but I know a lot about Dragon Con, so I'm going to ask you a lot of questions just to get your perception. Excuse me, Sam. Do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. I'm really kind of curious because this is your first time. Yeah. And I'd love to see what an outsider thinks of Dragon Con. First of all, I had no idea what to expect. I heard, I heard it was a comic book convention. At the same time, they had a furry convention going on, and eventually they said, hey, why don't we just join forces, and that became Dragon Con. There's a lot of cross-pollination between those two groups, right? Right, usually. The furry comic book collectors. Right. That's like right. 80% of all comic book <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not going to Oh, you have anybody. comics. Yeah. It's a safe assumption. You're a furry. Yeah, That's exactly. what you're saying? I'm right. sure that's that Venn diagram is almost a complete circle. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. Not going to offend anybody there. <laughs> I, right I, now, there's some furry, furry 
furries that are really offended by that. Yes. I did not collect comic books, damn it! Oh man, I remember when I first learned what a furry was, someone told me, but in the back of my mind I thought, oh my goodness, this is kind of hot. Because in my mind's eye, I was picturing body paint, like tiger stripe body paint, cat tails and cat ears, like the human form. And so when I went home, deviously, you porn, furry. And then it's just total basketball mascot, head to toe costume yeah. with just well, genitals cut out. Like oh, that's... anything else, it's becoming more and more mainstream, right? <laughs> like anything <laughs> else. Like, you look like before nobody knew what hentai was. Now hentai is all over the place, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah there's yeah. hentai coloring books we give to our children now. Exactly. <laughs> I actually got to see a furry con because I, I uh, have a friend who used to be in hotel management and they kept the furry con on the down low because they didn't want any, any haters coming out for that. Right. So he gave me a heads up so I, I cruised on down there and checked it out and it was exactly like that a bunch of really heavy overweight men dressed up with you know it makes me think of like space balls with the with uh the, the huge helmets that the space balls wore no 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 the, the guy that played barf yeah barf John Candy's <laughs> barf yeah, exactly <Yes>. <laughs> that's kind of what it looked like so. yeah well that's even better than what I saw the first and last time that I delved into <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right. yeah right okay. busted <laughs> oh man is my face red right now but no they had the whole mask John Candy had face paint. So there were some human aspects to them, but when I saw it, yeah, no human form, just nothing but baggy fur suit, just no silhouette of a human form whatsoever. So, How'd the furry con go? Yeah, so tell us about the furry con. Oh, I, I just popped in just for a quick peek. Plus, the fur was itching me, so it's really scratchy to wear that stuff. Well, I want to know what your perception of Dragon Con was, because you you guys are both season game convention attendees. I mean, you guys go to BGG Con, probably a bunch of local cons. So, I mean, compared to a game con, what was this like? I mean, it was crazy, because it was also like my first non-game con. It was also the first con I wasn't working that I'd ever been to. So it was my first time as a visitor. So I got the experience of picking up my badge instead of having someone just hand it to me at like a door. She's never had to wait in a line. I've never had to wait in a line before. So like that was a crazy experience. But then I also didn't have any like really responsibilities. I could just do whatever I wanted to and and look through the pamphlet and see what we wanted to do. And we got to go to the video game room, which was incredible and see all the people. and, And there weren't any like gamers, there's just so much cosplay. There's so much cosplay, which is really awesome. We got into it. We got into the cosplay. So first we of all, did actually. First yeah, of all, yeah. we got into the cosplay. Just to put, just to give you a frame of reference, it's huge. There are people everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah. We we said this is way bigger than Gen Con. Holy crap! So yeah, it was almost over- overwhelming because we just weren't expecting it. How many people were going to be there? Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Seventy thousand. It's seventy thousand, and it's it's just densely populated that's the thing is it's it's also not in a huge convention center it's through four different hotels three of which were adjacent sheraton is kind of separate yeah and they even opened up the merchandise mart now also yeah yeah and it's so it's crowded you're talking about a couple of blocks it's like a two by four block radius kind of thing Right, and so, and the people are wall-to-wall, and they're moving slowly because... Well, there's the parade, yes. and there's people in costumes like crazy, and so they're... You're either taking a picture of costumes, yeah, yeah. or posing, or so you take three steps... It was crazy. And then I got hit picture. by a like a sword spike. I got hit by a sword spike at least four times just yeah. yesterday. One guy's costume was just negligent. 
just irresponsible. <laughs> he got me like right, like I don't even know what porcupine. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It was just blades in his back. <laughs> he's turned around, nails Lindsay's. What? Just <laughs> yeah. Unacceptable. Uh, the the best explanation I heard was definitely nerd Mardi Gras. So it's just partying yeah. all over the place. It was crazy. It was the first time I've ever, like, because we were running um, some game demos for, like, mm-hmm. a little bit and stuff. We were doing two rooms in a boom, and, like, a whole crew came up with beers in their hand. And I had never, like, demoed a game to, because, like, you can't do that in other conventions. You can't just, like, have a bar right next to where you're playing games. And, like, I guess you've never demoed games with Like, they never, like, had, like, a crew roll up at, like, Gen Con, and, like, they're already drunk, and they all have beers and, like, liquor in their hands. And, like, one guy's got, like, a fireball and a paper bag, and, like, they're like, what is this? And I'm like... This is a good con. <laughs> I was amazed because when we went into the tabletop area, I thought, oh no, because it was dead. But this is during the parade, and after the parade, just packed as everything else. It's just amazing. It just filled right up. Really yeah, cool. and the par- parade was cool and not cool. Like, it was cool because it was such an experience, but literally, we're trying to get from just two blocks. Yeah. And you can't. There's... There's no movement. It's yeah, amazing. They just shut down. If you're claustrophobic yeah. with people at all, psh, man, yeah, you're right up in everyone's business to the point where I actually told the person in front of me, hey, we better get to know each other since I'm all up in you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> he was Aaron. That's right. He's looking for you today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of the parade? I, I personally love it just because everything is fan based. But what do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. The Road Warriors. We saw a lot oh, of Road yeah. Warriors from Mad Max. That was pretty cool. Uh, they had, um, Back to the Future. Yeah, the DeLorean. Yeah, the DeLorean come down. A lot of Marty McFly's. And then a lot like of Biff. Well, there was just the one Biff, right? No, there was Future Biff and there was regular Biff that oh, I saw. Okay. So Future I was Biff really from short, yeah. so I couldn't see like half of what was happening in the parade because someone wouldn't lift me up on their shoulders. <laughs> you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably just. It was Biff, implied. It, it was with Aaron. When I reached up to you with my arms out, it was implied. <laughs> yeah, so the parade yeah. has uh, all these other groups come in like. Uh, uh, there's different sto- Star Wars fan groups, that, you know, so you'll have the uh, 501st Legion from Georgia and the 501st Legion from Louisiana and Florida, and so you have those different groups, and then there'll be those groups that, that they like to dress up as pirates, so they'll have a whole big pirate group that goes through. And then the interesting thing is if you go the, to more than one Dragon Con, every year there's a hot costume that shows up like a hot right theme there's yeah. a lot of star wars but i assume there's always a lot of star wars there's, there's always a lot, a lot of star like, wars a lot of doctor who a lot of steampunk so here's one thing yeah. that i was probably selectively abstracting like paying attention to this more than anything else but i remember a friend saying that they hated suicide squad the movie for one reason more than anything else and that was damn it now for years we're going to see Harley Quinn dressed up like she was in Suicide Squad oh, yeah. instead of the classic Harley Quinn. There was Quinn. a lot of Harley Quinn. A lot of new Harley Quinns yeah. with like the booty shorts and the pig cut tails. off and the pigtails. Sean Chances uh, from, from Queen or Not he's their graphics artist and production guy and he has his own little game when he goes to cons and that is count the Harley Quinns. Right, so you you, uh, you you go up against somebody else like how many Harley Quinns? Well, I'm up to five. How many you got? Well, I'm seven. Sounds seven like... in ten minutes, easy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm There's sure a lot of Harley Quinns. You probably like... saw at least a hundred different Harley Quinns. I'm positive. To the point where sometimes you're wondering if it was the same one that you saw before, but then you realize no. Yeah, did you yeah, guys get a chance to go over Superhero Plaza? We did not. What is that's one of my Plaza? that's one of my favorite places. You well, left us hanging. 
Yeah. We asked you, give we us some you advice. To you told us about the Imperial Ball, which we went right. to. Wow, that was you, you asked me at seven, and the uh, Imperial Plaza is jumping around like noon to four. So what happens is, I personally love superheroes. That's one of my geeky things. And on the side of the Hilton, there's a, a big plaza with these set of stairs. And so you get about 400 people dressed up. I've in seen the pictures of costumes. that. There's always the best of Dragon Con pictures, and it's always on a stairwell. Yeah, exactly. Side. And they'll they'll do like one big group picture, and then they'll be like, okay, we're gonna do uh, Batman versus Wolverines. Right. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so what else did you see that was just amazing? It just like blew your mind. So we're waiting in line. Probably like an hour, maybe. And then someone finally walks up and says, If you've already paid for your badge, you're in the wrong line. If you've paid for your badge already, you're supposed to be in the green line, and this is the blue line. The blue line we were in, or whatever line it was, literally went around the entire block until it went into the hotel. So we waited in this other line for a while, and then they said, hey, cash over here, card over here. And I said, card, do you mean like postcard? Or because I already paid for it. And they said, oh, you're supposed to go into this area. So we waited in a line wrong again. We went into the area where if you already paid, there's no freaking line. Yeah, so we didn't have to wait in line at all. At all. And then there's a newbie on us. So yeah. it, it was so buried, though, and you'd have to literally there was go past. There's no way we would have found that. Yeah. Like, there's just no. Yeah. If yeah, my I life depended on it, I would not have made it through that because it was, it was really confusing. So, do you guys do anything non game related? Do you go see any robots fight or the 3D printing? or you know? We yeah. went to the Imperial Ball, and then late last night at midnight, we went to the Burlesque Show. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. That was fun. It was, it was fun. It was really cool, actually. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect because there was like nerd burlesque what is nerd burlesque really simple so one of them was they had a bowser so this woman dressed as bowser comes out and she has these neon hula hoops that she pulls out from bowser's shell pretty cool where she's able to do hula hoop on her arm and her hip and her feet and while she's doing this clothing's coming off it was pretty incredible yeah and by the end she just has the nipple tassels and her thong or whatever and but she was bowser and they had the cool music going on so basically think of it as just a talent show that is sexualized when you mix in the nerd there was a avatar cora that went in yeah that might have been my favorite is the avatar cora where she had the um the ribbons that you can like swing around like it's like a ball and then a ribbon coming out behind it on a string and she was just incredibly talented and stuff and she was able to do she did a fire one yeah she went through all the elements she did air fire although what was earth she was doing martial arts so maybe that would be the earth i guess but yeah (laughs) this is great podcast material she was doing stuff that was really (laughs) visual it was great Um, but it was just themed water so she had like when she did air she brought out one of the fans that has a ribbon yeah it looked like waves and stuff and then Mm -hmm. they were really beautiful but not like in the traditional that was the cool thing too it's just someone who's really brave and not ashamed of their body coming out because it's totally different than stripping people are criticized for less shows this is just aggrandized stripping first of all stripping is pretty much down to the bare bones like we're just here to turn you on whereas burlesque there's definitely no money no one's making it rain on any of the performers it is a performance and it's someone that's just really celebrating their own body and, and talent and, and talent what is their passion yeah like everyone who was there really was enjoying and had practiced a lot and not incredible. that i frequented strip clubs but i don't think any of the body types you traditionally see at a strip club but i don't know yeah so let me ask you did you notice a big difference in the costumes between the day and the night 
Because Dragon Con at night can sometimes be a big difference between... Slowly but surely, yeah, there yeah, was more and more skin yeah. and more and more body paint, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty... Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, one year I was walking, like, one mile an hour, and I was on my feet for about an hour, and I was just tired of being in the crowd. So I sat down next to a group of girls, and one of them had their back to me. Space is at such a premium. This was just against kind of a wall, and six inches away, there's a throng of people that are still moving at one mile an hour. So I noticed that people kept on coming up and taking pictures of her i didn't think much of it because i was just exhausted so i look over and i realize oh wow she doesn't have much clothes on finally one of the dragon con guys comes over and says hey you know you can't you know you can't dress up like that during the day you gotta wait till at least six o'clock <laughs> it's not six o'clock. So then, she say it's six o'clock somewhere. So, so then, so yeah, so then I take a, a better look at her because there's the issue going on, right? And she's just full body paint. She has literally nothing on. It's just oh complete wow, body yeah. paint. definitely nothing full body paint. Lots of yeah. thongs. Even throughout the day, yeah. we saw lots of thongs. We saw just one that was like just fi- just fishnets. We saw enough of those just fishnets and nothing else underneath. So that was probably the most risque thing that I saw. Just, awesome. just, just walking yeah. around. What was the nerdy? thing you saw well was at the imperial ball okay um which was just a like you said a high school dance party with everyone in costume like imagine a, a really halloween themed high school prom where everyone is either harley quinn or a stormtrooper the dj host who was also a stormtrooper and he was decked out in a red stormtrooper outfit with white stripes a gold chain like a flavor flave like watch chain and then when he turned around it said adidas on the back of a stormtrooper. So he was like Russian uh, <laughs> drug dealer slash weapon lord. And yeah, the ch- it was so Yeah, nice. but the Adidas sealed it for me. Yeah, like, it was... We turned around and I was like, that is the nerdiest so thing I've cool. ever seen. <laughs> so one of the best parts was most people, not great dancers. But then Grimace came around. And when I say Grimace, <laughs> yeah. I mean Grimace from McDonald's came around. This big purple-ass gumdrop character. And he's tearing it up like crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, Grimace has the best sweetest. <laughs> Yeah. ever. So cool. Incredible. That was ridiculous. We went to Polaris. That was a highlight. Have you been to Polaris? Polaris. Is that the revolving uh, tower? Yeah. yeah, that's kind of James Bond, mm-hmm. 70s type. Yeah, so did you guys just go up there and look around or you have a bite to eat or what? Yeah, we had an incredible meal up there. Really? Yeah, because we went, you know, we sat down, we looked at the menu and, you know, they came over and they was like, what's wrong? And we we're like, uh, there's nothing vegan. Like, there wasn't a single thing Because I'm on totally the menu. vegan. I at one point, you were, like, totally liquid. I mean, I've still like soiled, still, but I'll yeah. still, I mean, if I'm, I mean, come on, when in Rome, do what the Romans do, so he I'm still, not gonna... He still lowers himself to eat food that is solid sometimes. Right. He's trying to become a being of pure energy. I know. And that's like <laughs> the first step. The you have to wean yourself what, off of food. The best part is what he actually eats is called Soylent. And I wonder if they knew, because, like, Soylent Green is people. Oh, no, it's a great name because get, everybody already knows that name. But when you're on Soylent, everyone has to make the people comment. It yeah. just gets so old. It still doesn't get old. No, not for I us. We love it. it. Yeah. Let's keep making those comments. Yeah. But anyway, so they didn't have anything vegan on the menu. Right, so they didn't have anything vegan on the menu. We were like, well, we don't really want to eat salad. The sauces were based around animal fat, because that's how you build a good sauce. How would you know that, Lindsay Rowe? Because before I was a designer, I was a chef. I school. So animal fat is delicious. She's a big cooking deal. Yeah, nice. uh, it was a big deal in the cooking world before I had to escape. That's crazy. The chef comes over. Yeah, the chef comes over and it's incredible because he's like, listen, I'm going to make you something vegan. What do you want? 
and we didn't really know what to say. We just said, no salad. We were just like, I don't know, yeah, just like no salad, I guess. And he's like, alright, well I'm just gonna come up with something, and I'll bring it over. And he did, and it was one of the most incredible vegan meals. And like, I've, you know, I was trained to like cook vegan, because I, I cooked for Whole Foods for a long time and stuff. And like, that was one of the most incredible vegan meals that I had ever had. Wow, so shout out to the chef at Polaris. Yeah. Polaris. Oh, man. He, That's just he, cool that he came out and made yeah, a big deal he, about making He did it all himself. Yeah. He kept on checking He out. actually had to go downstairs to the uh, freezers at the bottom of the hotel to get to the produce section because he didn't have the produce that he needed to do the dishes. So he actually left to go shopping so that he could cook us something that was vegan. All right. That's, that's big props to Polaris. Yeah. But here's the biggest thing. The best part of this, life-changing. I cannot emphasize this enough. Do you know what a muscadine is? It's muscadine? It's like your grape, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you're local know. here, right? Yes. Oh, my Never gosh. even heard of it in my life. Are you muscadine wine? No. So the thing oh, is, is that, good. well, he... He brought out these muscadines and he we had said, no idea what to do he's with like, them. what are these? He's like, oh, you haven't heard of these? Because they're only native to Southeast America. Oh, I didn't realize because that. Because no, you're yeah, a South... No one else. Like, and I went to culinary school and like, I'd never even seen them before. Put it in my mouth. It's like there's an orgy in my mouth and everyone's orgasming at the same time. But what we didn't know is that apparently you're supposed to spit stuff out because the waitress came around and said... Where are the seeds? Where are the seeds? Where's the skins? We're like, what? We just ate everything. We didn't realize you were We ate the vine, too. It's so good. It's so good, but there's that weird bitter thing in the middle, that pit. So it's weird that they make us eat that. Well, so for the Tuesday knaves that have been boarded, there's one thing in this podcast that you learn is that you should definitely try a muscadine. Is it muscadine or muscadine? I call it muscadine. Muscadine. You must die. I'm not actually a native Georgian, though. I grew up in Pittsburgh, but I've been here 30 years. So I'm I'm vested in. And you grew up in Philly. Yeah. And so. I grew up in Cleveland. We're Ohio, Pennsylvania. Look at us. No wonder why <laughs> yeah. we jive. Well, everybody in Atlanta is a transplant too. There's hardly any natives. So I would I would not be doing SBJ justice if I did not ask about the whole Pokemon scene. Holla with their main Pokemon <laughs> Pokemon outfits. Were people playing Pokemon Go? Did you see Pokemon cards? How much were they? Did you so, buy any? We didn't buy any. <laughs> We didn't buy any. I didn't see. I didn't see many people playing games outside of the tabletop area for sure. Right. It was just Pokemon Go. Pokemon like, Go. Nothing Definitely. more than like I would normally see on like a college campus or something. Nothing crazy. Ton of Ashes, which is yeah. the Pokemon character. Ton of Misty. A lot of guys as Misty. I saw like at least ten guys as Misty. No yeah. wonder why they call it Hotlanta. <laughs> well, you didn't get a party, Mardi Gras atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's certainly no. It's cool. Yeah. It was really cool. All right. Yeah. So I, I need a, I need to know more about Lindsay Road, and this is the departure off Dragon Con. Right? Sure. Alan knows Lindsay. I know Alan, but Lindsay doesn't know me, and I don't know her. Yeah, you guys should get so to know we, each other. Yeah. We need to know more. We about... are in a closet. <laughs> yeah. Can I leave for but, seven no, minutes. You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go anywhere. <laughs> 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 so. Let's find out about Lindsay Road. So what do we want to know? We want to know she worked for... Um, well, I started volunteering for Plaid Hat. Um, and like this I is started... after your culinary this is after, Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things that like I started up when I was working in kitchens was um, playing games with people because it's a really stressful environment and we were having trouble getting the team to gel. So board games was introduced and the team started to work really, really efficiently because they were having fun, like off, or, off hours and stuff. And, you know, like every interaction wasn't stressed. We were also like laughing about stuff that happened in Resistance and other stuff. So that kind of just grew and grew and grew. And I was always a Magic player when I was younger. And then I played Dead of Winter. 
which apparently completely altered the trajectory of my entire life. So I played Dead of Winter and it blew my mind. And I really wanted to go to Gen Con because I heard that's where the creator of Dead of Winter was going to be. And there's like board games everywhere. All my friends were like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. And then they all backed out at the last minute. But I decided I'll contact Isaac Vega mm -hmm. because I have no shame and beg him to take me on as a volunteer because I think the volunteers might have been like shut off by then or something. So I take like a shot of whiskey and I write Isaac this like ridiculous letter. I was like, all right, come on, like, can I volunteer? Like my friends backed out, like I really want to do this. And you know, like they didn't care. They're like, yeah, like we have open slots. You literally can go on the website and sign up right now. You don't have to do any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's, just yeah. as a side, if anybody ever <laughs> wants to do free work for a game company, yeah. they will let you. They want people yeah. to come help out. Well, let me think about this. Okay, you yeah. can work for us for free. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, it was just incredible. Like, I showed up, and, like, Colby and Isaac were awesome. Like, they just, like, adopted me. They, like, let me hang out with them afterwards because, like, I didn't have any a crew to hang with. So they just let me follow them around and play games. And I was, like, starstruck. I met, like, Jerry and, like, everyone from the Plaid Hat crew. Yeah, so I started coming back and volunteering. I started playtesting. I started uh, doing editing for them. And, and meeting other designers, like you, Alan. Nice. Fancy other designers. And this guy next to you. And Avery. Yeah, I had heard of you. Yeah, actually. But I hadn't met you. <laughs> Your reputation always Your reputation proceeds. Always. I, know, I now have one and a half games. I'm yeah. up to 1.5. Yeah. I was just point wait, five. Wait, wait. <laughs> Nothing personal to that. Aren't those totally... Well, it's a half because I co-designed. So it's one yeah, and a half. You co-designed it with Vessel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, don't want to get on track of me. I want to hear more right, about anyway, Rhodes. Because so, we already know about... Exactly. That's all that. You know about Stephen Avery, but... Um, anyway. So anyway, yeah. So I started doing that, and I started editing, and like skipped forward about two years from that beginning, and I now work for Weird Games, making board games for him. What is yeah. the crew down here? Because we have Weird down here. We have Cool Mini or Not. Mm -hmm. We have Stephen Avery. Richard Lanius. No, he moved up to North Carolina. Son of a gun. Or was it South Carolina? <laughs> So he's no longer your friend anymore. No, I still go up there. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And I hate it, though. That's, I love it. It's a two-hour drive, so Damn. about once a month I try to... You're a good friend. There. Look at you. He's a, he's a good guy. He's, he's a good amazing. Friend. He's fun. And then Jason Maxwell of 8 Summit Games. Yep. Yeah. There's um, a couple of other stuff going on. There's a there's another small publisher here, Adam Whitney. There's I mean there's a pretty decent game community. There's a local game store near here that they they congregate at. Yeah, Gigabytes. Yeah, Gigabytes. Every Wednesday, me and um, some other designers head down to Gigabytes and just play games and stuff. So if anyone ever wanted to say hi. Wednesday nights. Gigabytes. Gigabytes. Or you just come by your apartment. Or yeah. You just so, come yeah. by the apartment. Yeah, like, hey, I want hey. to say, I hear your designer. I heard good things about your closet. So, <laughs> yeah. so how is your designing going at Weird? What it's they... good. It's it's. I mean, it's a big change because like I always did it for fun and it was always like my own stuff. So now like I have to get used to you know like I come in like this is what we need, this is what we're looking Could for. Could you imagine this? Could you imagine walking into an office building and clocking in and working on game design for just eight hours, nine yeah. hours straight, and then having a clock out and being accountable for those hours? I think it's cool, but I also know it's really hard to be creative on demand. And it's it also hard to do a creative job in a set time frame, like, you know, on the clock. I think that would be really hard. I also know that, that when you're in a game company, especially a small one, you wear many hats. So it's not like you just sit down there and I've got eight hours to work. I've got an hour to work and then someone pulls me in to help them do this this demo. Or, right. you know, there's always these, these right. million little jobs that you have to do and you get pulled in all these directions. I'm happy to help out, but if you're making me responsible for these things, then you have to give me this time uninterrupted. 
you know? Yeah. Right. Um, this Gen Con was my first one with the company, which was amazing, because it's just so different not being a volunteer. Because, like, you are now, like, working, you know? Like, this is now, like, and a job. You're responsible. You're, you're, <laughs> you're responsible, responsible for running other volunteers. Like, and it was so <laughs> weird, because, like, I was a volunteer, and, like, I remember, like, Isaac used to organize us and everything. And now, all of a sudden, like, I'm in charge of all the volunteers, and they're all coming to me with, like, stars in their eyes, and I haven't actually... Like, I've only been with the company, like, five days. I'm like, this is amazing. Who are you? And I was like, no one yet. <laughs> like, That's a great answer. Don't that <laughs> That is a great answer. No so, so when you came in, immediately it's the whole push to get out to Gen Con, which I'm sure you probably talked about before on your show what it's like to have to get yeah, a bunch of product, get a booth set up, get it. With no exaggeration, yeah. and I've said this before and I'll say it again, more stressful than a wedding. So you went through a trial by fire, and then finally you're back, and you finally got back into the nuts and bolts of being a game designer, yeah. which is writing rules. Yeah, right? writing rules. That's what I've been doing. Actually, this past week, I've been writing rules almost eight hours a day. Writing rules and cards. I've written a lot of cards. Um, and we call that like creating that. content. Yeah. But yeah, rule writing. Yeah. Super fun, guys. It's by far the least fun aspect of game design, oh, for sure. There's some times where I just literally want to take a glass of water and just dump it on my face and then, like, also on the computer because that's about where my brain is at. Who is Lindsay Rope? No, no, no one yet. No one yet. No one yet. A big yeah, deal. A I've big been on a couple podcasts, and I don't think we've ever really talked about it, but... About who you are? About who I am. I'm always the mysterious voice. And yeah. you know what? I'm going to give everybody a cons. quick insight to Lindsay Road just by looking in her closet. You want to know what she's in here? We've got some, some really... we got a two rooms in the room t-shirt. What is it? Champion World Championship Russian Roulette t-shirt. You're welcome for that one. Yeah. Uh, well, I already stained your other shirt. That's t-shirts. the only yeah. piece of clothing in her room. There's a towel. <laughs> There's a towel. That's used. And then the restroom is filled with boxes and spray paint. And yep. wooden blocks. What's with the wooden blocks? Oh, well, I do, um, so I, one of the things that I do to make, like, side money and also as a hobby to, like, just kind of, like, reset my brain in a different creative way is, uh, I, I paint miniatures, but I don't, like, paint game, I mean, I do paint game miniatures, but I really like painting busts and display miniatures. So the wooden blocks are plinths, and you drill into them, and then you can display, like, a bust, and then you sell it. So that's another part that we did not know about Lindsay Road, when she paints miniatures and sells them. I'm sure there's yep. a lot we don't know about you either, sir. Just which which identity? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Is it Stephen Avery or I Matt Lecoq? Stephen Avery the furry. You want my furry porn name or? <laughs> have you actually ever participated in cosplay? Uh not really. Although what's have... the most you've done? Probably a wild uh, Halloween party or two, but yeah, but I that I, doesn't count. Halloween parties don't. Yeah, count. no. Yeah. I, I think if I went, I I always uh, I'd like the comedian. I would like to go as the comedian. Oh, nice. I think I would be a badass comedian. I could actually. totally see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. got the look. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. get the cigar, get right. the holster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not. And you guys, have you guys either done cosplay? Either one of you? First cosplay I did was did. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we got into it yesterday for the first time for both of us. What right? you wear? What did you wear, Lindsay? I found cat ears that were red and black and matched the Tuesday shirt. Tuesday so night we were rocking it, yeah, and I had like and they had like little feathers in the ears and stuff and And so there were black horns and Lindsay said, Oh, you should totally get these black horns, but it's on what would you think? It was call? on a strap. On a strap, and yeah. I said, Well, let's hold off on that, hold off on that. She's like, It looks cool on you getting these little devil horns or whatever. I was like, eh, no. And then sure enough, four floors of convention space. So there is a lot there's, of booths and four floors are 
three floors of vendors. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask about crazy. that. So tell me, what kind of products do you see at DragonCon? Well, another booth later on in the day was prosthetic horns that you glue on instead of just wearing. So I got those and just glued on some devil horns. And you did. I think I may actually sport those for every con now because it's they like a little... really cool. That way when someone says, who's Alan Girding, someone can just say... He's the guy with the devil horns. He's that horny yeah. devil over they there. Were cool. they, were like, they were the translucent red ones right. that matched the color of the shirt. Right. And like when, like when we went to that party that night and the lights were going through, they were like kind of glowing and stuff, and it was pretty cool. So um, tell me, what kind of products? There's a lot of cosplay products, right. right? They sell a lot of leather, a lot of corsets. They definitely sell a lot of hats and a lot of a metal lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot like, of metal like stuff. Like masks. There was a lot of masks. Pretty much anything cosplay, but they had tons of art, too. Lots yeah. of comic books, lots of comic the book art. The art was really cool because it was all in the same place. There was like one floor of the vendor hall that was just the artists. Any uh, game merchandise? I saw three booths. I saw Cool Mini or Not. Mm-hmm. I saw Cool Stuff Inc. And I think I saw some random game retailer that I don't know the name of. But that's all I can remember offhand. Maybe there was four, maybe there was five. So the whole reason I'm here is to scout to see if this is viable for Tuesday Night Games. Because there's packs going on at the same time. And the reason that SBJ isn't here right now is he's too busy at packs to record. But I'm at DragonCon SBJ, and I'm recording. Anyway, so <laughs> I've been to PAX, I've been to DragonCon, and the question is, where is it more viable for an independent company like Tuesday Night Games? And I would say that DragonCon's probably more viable because the tabletop area in DragonCon is way more crowded than PAX. Although PAX has way more board games and tabletop games in their vending area. I just think there's room for penetration in Dragon yeah. Con because I think they're ripe for this transformation, especially with the type of games that we make. Yeah. And you kind of hit the nail on the head why I don't go that often. I like, I've only been to like two or three Dragon Cons because even though there's gaming, there's not, you don't have the vendors, you don't have the publishers, right. and you don't have all the people I love seeing. I mean, right. I, I have some local friends that go, but... Here's another thing I just realizing. It has to be tough for vendors at Dragon Con because there's so much cosplay that equals so much less carrying capacity. So if you're going to buy a huge board game, you don't want to be carrying that around when you're already wearing your mech costume. I heard that the secret is, for those of you thinking of cosplay, you're supposed to go with like a non-cosplay buddy that basically becomes your pack mule and your costume repair shop in one. Your handler. Your handler, yeah. Yeah, because what happens is, we I think we mentioned this too, is that you're constantly stopping and taking pictures of each other or you know as people are asking to take pictures of you you know posing the whole time it's not like you have a lot of extra time to do stuff other than show off it's pretty cool though have you been to a pax i've not been to a pax and i it's uh, definitely heavier on the video games there's cosplay there but the cosplay is more video game oriented too a lot of overwatch costumes which is cool because i love the video game overwatch here that seemed to be one of the things trending oh that would must have yeah, been the hot yeah that would have been cool. a trending thing i'm sure yeah but for sure i think there's a lot of potential though like, yeah there's a lot of potential <laughs> let me tell you the biggest potential that DragonCon has because if we were to have a tuesday night booth we already have people that will work the booth for us Right in yep. this closet. Am exactly. I right, guys? No, I think that'd be cool. Imagine like running one of those games though in the hotel, like at night when that hotel was absolutely packed. Oh okay. man, so you were kidding about the whole hotel. That, that is the, okay. So we're you guys are getting just a taste of Dragon Con, but really you have to be down there. You have to even locals get hotels there because it goes twenty four seven. 
and because the crowd's really vacant. You're talking about shopping and stuff like that. You want to run back and drop your stuff off. Or you want to go around in costume for a little while and then get comfortable for a little while, you know? And so having a, a room there, and then, of course, because it's a party con, it's like party room, party room, party room. You could literally yeah. walk down the hallway stop it in different parties i mean if you're that kind of person if you're an extrovert hey as soon as it's evening just go into any of the hotels and there's parties going on and in the hyatt it has one of those huge inner atriums almost like a pyramid where you could see the balconies going up and sure enough in there it's so crowded in the main lobby type area and then you look up where all the hotel rooms are in their balconies and there's just people Hang out. It's just crazy. It yeah, looks like something incredible. like the Star Wars Imperial Senate, except <laughs> if everyone was getting drunk and screaming. And half were wearing costume. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I mean, it is from Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. It's like you look up like, oh, yeah, there's some Yoda. The Yoda's getting smashed up there. <laughs> yeah, with Grimace. Yeah, and E.T. <laughs> yeah. is like that, too. Now, here's the downside to getting a hotel room. The elevators, it takes you literally a half hour to get to your room. These elevators, they're filled to capacity, and they're stopping on every floor. So right. I think the big advice is, Dragon Con, yay or nay, if you don't like crowds, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. 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 Although the, the board game room in the past has been kind of a sea of tranquility amidst the chaos. It's, it's definitely packed, but there's seats there and then you get to play. So you, you can, can definitely turn around without running into people. Exactly. You can move from one side yeah. to the other without having to stop 10 minutes. So apparently they moved it this year and it's next to this huge arcade of bizarre Japanese arcade games. Yeah. Oh, that sounds Japanese awesome. Arcade that games. are totally free. So you just, people are that just playing incredible. all the time. And like, you don't know what you're doing because all the instructions are in Japanese. But a yeah. lot of them are like rhythm games. There was the one. Oh, this woman wanted to kill Lindsay. Oh, yeah. So, There's Flip the Table. I'm assuming that's what it's called. Realistically, it's all in Japanese. Right, that's what we called it. So the game is, as far as we can tell, we still aren't sure. You walk up and you slam your hands down on this table. It actually has a has table. Like a real table. And you slam your hands down on it. And, like, this meter goes up, and more and more people in, like, this virtual crowd are looking at you, and then when everyone's looking at you, you flip the table over. Only to discover that the Only table you flipped over... is a casket. <laughs> With a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> what is this game? And then, and What's then, going on and in then like, it freezes, and there's, like, a slow motion of, like, the body coming out, and then there's a song that sings forever, and we couldn't get it to stop singing Yeah, we were song. like, alright, like let's play again. Wait, this song is still going for three minutes. Yeah. So we just walked away. But yeah, I almost and died this lady... from this lady. Yeah, well, she was like looking at it, but she wasn't, she was like off to the side. She was not standing in front of she the arcade machine. She was standing to the side of it, trying like, to read the instructions. Right. Because there was like a board with instructions next to it, but we just you didn't. jumped in line. Kind of, and I walked up and her, started her like. Her quarter was on the. Uh... Oh, it's, There's it's no free, quarters, right, it's free, but free. that's yeah. what she thought right, in her mind. Yeah. I know, I mean, we know. If that's the way it used school. to go. Yeah. yeah. For those that are too young to know, back when arcades were actually a viable thing, in America and they were amazing you would come in with your quarters and there'd be a row of quarters basically yep, and yep. that's your place in line so yeah I, you would I, slam that's... your quarter down to reserve the next game yeah so she thought she had her quarter Lindsay walks up this woman doesn't say hey I was hoping right, Lindsay that, uh, just took her quarter and put it in <laughs> And played the I game did. right in front of her. I and then did. gave her the middle finger and just stared at her so the bad. entire time while she was slamming this table. Like, so I came up and I just like hit the table to like because you had to hit the table to start it. And then she looks over at me and she just says, 
thanks. And then she walks, <laughs> and walks away. away. And then, like, I felt so bad, but I was like, if you had just been like, oh, I was about to play that, or, oh, hey, like, I was actually just reading these. Like, if you, she had just said anything other than thanks and walked away, I would have been more than happy to just, like, let her, because there was another one open, like. Yeah. So, the moral of the story is, if you're playing a video game. Make sure see, Lindsay's not around. Yeah. If you see Lindsay there. So, <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's should. talk about games. Let's finally get to the gaming part of this podcast. Well, the games that I brought were World Championship Russian Roulette, Two Rooms and a Boom, and what we're planning on being game number three for our Tuesday night games is Woo Wee. Uh, and game number four should be the Ghost Game. Oh, Cause of Death Ghost. I personally think that that should be game number three, but gotcha. I'm not. You're not alone. You're not. I'm alone. not in the Tuesday night. SPJ and his crew just really want. They really well, like that game. It's. It's a very easy game to publish. It's fun to play, and I think that you could easily knock that out. Yeah, so what have you been playing? Oh, well, uh, geez. Uh, The game that I'm interested in most right now is... um, Hopefully, it will be Shadow Fist, the board game. Shadow Fist? What the hell is Shadow Fist? I'm going to pitch it to Zev this next week. Well, if you don't want to share it on the podcast, we can edit this out. Because this goes to it's all not... over a million people <laughs> yeah. listen to this podcast. Yeah, he he hasn't even talked to the guys about the license. But Go if he me. likes it, we've talked our, amongst ourselves. If he likes it, he might approach them for the license. Can you tell us what Shadow Fist is? Okay, so... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you can you tell it. us what Shadow Fist is in an elevator? What is Steven going to be? He... This is where we punish you for coming on. I don't podcast. know what Grimace sounds like, but I want him to be Grimace. What is Grimace? Do you know a Grimace impersonation? Does Grimace uh, talk? I don't think he talks. Does How he? about the comedian? Ooh. Can you do a comedian impersonation? We'll try. Let me think about that. All right. This is like grizzled, rough veteran. Type yeah, but of... he, he probably would just blow it off anyways. Yeah. Fucking game. Yeah, exactly. Good. All right. So we're doing it. You're gonna get on the elevator, and you're gonna tell someone what the hell Shadow Fist is, and you're the comedian. Shadow Fist used to be a fucking CCG that came out right after Magic the Gathering for those kind of pansy-ass people who like to play those sort of things. Shadow Fist was a game where <laughs> 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 you fucked trying to obtain Feng Shui sites, and it had elements of sorcery, kung fu, and science fiction. Fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That was amazing. All right, so it was a collectible card game, and it's about Feng Shui? Yeah, yeah well, uh, it was a collectible card game. It was also a role-playing game. The game, the role-playing game was called Feng Shui. Oh, okay. And uh, the CCG was I mean, called... are we talking the furniture and how you organize rooms? Is that what we're talking about? It's got a really complex uh, setting, but the setting is, is that uh, multiple realities are fighting against each other. And the way that you make everything your reality is you take control of these power sites. Okay. So, like, one of the settings, for instance, was the Lotus, and they were a bunch of evil eunuch sorcerers. The whole world was this kind of medieval China. The eunuch sorcerers were in charge. Uh, They had a bunch of monsters that they had conjured up. So they're fighting for one reality. And then another reality was the Ascended, and the Ascended are animals who have become humans through willpower, and they control all of the worlds. Basically, the Illuminati. They, they gotcha. control everything. The old animal Illuminati story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this and is then, pretty original, man. It's, it's a crazy setting. 
but the the actual gameplay is very much like big magic trouble, the gathering or? big trouble little china is the is the actual kind of feel to the game oh it's, sweet it's like a sim cinematic uh over the top kung fu but with elements of sorcery and science fiction thrown in secret agents and stuff like that right so it's this crazy convoluted setting where you have these different factions yeah. coming together but ultimately they all fight over these different sites right so these different so the game you're designing is an area control type thing or you... uh no i'm, I'm or focusing, said i'm focusing on the the fighting part i like oh. the kung fu part i want the you know the gun the uh, guns blazing does this people. feel like a steve avery game yes Good. But I'm hoping yeah. that I hope that it flies. That's the one thing I'm look, I'm working on lately. That's that's my elevator pitch. Really hard to put in, especially when you're trying to do it as the comedian. You did great, man. Yeah, no, that was awesome. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what are you guys working on? Can you well, can Lindsay even say or is I it all under NDA? It's all under NDA. Yeah. Can you Super can you say secret. is it? I can tell you what I'm excited to play. What I brought home from Gen Con because I haven't really gotten a chance. I've been working so much. I've really got a chance to play like a ton, other than Happy Salmon. Oh, Happy Salmon's <laughs> awesome! I love that game. That's great. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna like it. You can talk about Happy Salmon. No, unfortunately, I love Happy Salmon. I know. I know. Wii I know how much he loves. Has a game. lot in common with Happy That's Salmon. That's what happens, man. Parallel development. Mm-hmm. But you've played both. You played Happy Salmon. Mm-hmm. And you've played Wii. I have played both. Do you think there's room in the world for both? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're not the same game. Okay. I'm not agree. the same game. You played Wii? Wii? I think we played it once. And that's the one with a yeah. circle and you. Yeah, I've seen you play it. Oh, okay. For sure. I've seen the video. I would describe it where Wii Wii is Happy Salmon on steroids. Oh, cool. All right, maybe that'll be what we write on the box. Yeah. No, not really. You quote that. Yeah. Lindsay Rose says, All right, Oh, so... this is Happy Salmon on steroids. <laughs> 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 um, I knew, I'm a huge fan of uh, North Star Games. They're awesome. I really love Evolution. And I heard they had that Happy Salmon, and I heard really good things about it. So we are at, and they were cheap at Gen Con. Um, so I was talking to the guy who was selling the Happy Salmon. They were, like, all in this big glass fish tank. And I was like, yeah, like, give me a couple of them. I know some people that might like them. So he gave me three for, like, a deal. And I walked around, and the first place I stopped was Alan, because I played the game. And I was like, oh, man, this is, like, an Alan game. This feels so much like something that Alan would do. He's going to, like, I, I'm just so excited to share this with him. Because I'm wondering if he knows about it, because a lot of people didn't know what it was. So I walk up to him, and I, like, chuck Happy Salmon at him, and it, like, hits him with the chest, and he catches it, and he's like, is this a joke? And, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, God, what's happening? And I was like, no, should it be? And he's like, did you do this on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, someone had put her right? up to it, is what I thought. <laughs> and I'm like, back she just hit me in the chest with a fish bag. Right, and I was like, yeah, it's like, because the box is like a little salmon, like it's in a, like a little zipper right. salmon. I thought you knew about Woo Wee and Happy no Salmon, and was. that she was like, check out Happy Salmon, it's amazing. Right, so like, he thought I was like pranking him, and I was just trying to like figure out like what was happening, like why this plan was going horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> and so like, he, like I like take it gender, like gingerly back from him, and I'm like, okay, this is just going to go to the backpack now. And he starts telling me about Woo Wee and like how it's so similar, and like, you know, how like Happy Salmon just got first you know got out yeah. first this is so awkward because we didn't know each other as well no no you know Col what I mean? like, always loves it when i toss uh, mage wars mage wars <laughs> i, do the same thing. Yeah. I, oh, I can't wait until the paladin comes out yeah. <laughs> just imagine doing that by accident <laughs> i've legit have done that to colby if you've legit done that to colby I, too that's I, amazing. actually yeah. I, I was gonna bring this up earlier but i i stopped doing it because it got old but 
not for me. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. I always love making Colby uncomfortable. So good. And because he's so low key and so reserved. He's so Colby. I yeah. I so First cool. thing I do is like, oh my god, you're Colby Doc. Oh my god, Colby Doc. And I start yelling that at the top of my lungs. Right. Everybody looks around. It's like, I love your games. It's amazing. <laughs> Can I get a black hat? You made Mage Wars! It's so good! <laughs> First couple of times, that was hilarious. Just yeah. so any Tuesday Knaves listen to this that don't know, he made Summoner Wars, which is very similar to Mage Wars, but Summoner Wars predates Mage Wars by years. Well, it's not a similar game. The font looks similar, and the name is similar. So, yeah, it's it's a... He loves that. Yeah, he, he should loves be it. over by now. He should be way he over. He is. Colby's... He's amazing. Yeah, Colby's really cool. We gotta get Colby on the show. Alright, so we've been going a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know there, there's a there's a format that you have to use to end the... You're supposed to ask us how people find us. How do people find you? Me? Yeah. You can find me at TuesdayNightGames.com. I'm Alan Gerding. I'm on the Facebook. I, re- I accept... On the oh, Facebook. The Facebook. I accept almost any friend request. I'm Alan Gerding. A-L-A-N-G-E-R. Ding. I'm also on the tweets at Alan Gerding. Wow, using your own name for stuff. Yeah, pretty pretty brave. There's a whole Tim Flowers, the guy who did Burgle Brothers and Paperback. He has stopped even using a company name because he believes that if you are a game designer and you're doing your own games, don't name a game company. It should be your name. That was a Tim Flowers thing. So that's why now when you see Tim Flowers games, it won't be from some company. It's by Tim Flowers. I like that philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, In fact, if you you go rogue, just Steve Avery. This is a Steve Avery game. All right, Lindsay, how do we find you? I am on Twitter. Um, You can search my regular name, which is uh, Lindsay Road, R-O-D-E. But you can also search my handle, which is at Lindsay, L-I-N-Z-Y, and then just R-D for the road, because I'm cool like that. I don't understand Twitter. I'm an older guy. I don't get it. Are you saying you have two Twitters? Well, I'm saying that, like... Is that even how you say it? Two tweets? Two Twitters? <laughs> I'm saying that if you just Twitter? do a search for my name, it comes up. Like, it's pretty much the top one that comes okay. up. Okay. But my actual handle is at Lindsay, L-I-N-Z-Y. I know there's... R-D. Interesting fact, because I didn't know what who Lindsay was when she first contacted me, other than she followed me. So I looked her up. I was scoping her out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Creeper. She has no pictures herself, but she's got a billion pictures of food. I like food. She Who does. does. Like, oh, look at this. Well, we're talking about how she comes from that culinary past. What about oh. you, sir? How do people find you? I'm, I'm like you, man. I use my actual name. Boom. That's right. Stephen Avery on Facebook or Stephen Avery Games is my page you have to like. Are we talking PH or are we talking V? I use the PH, although I sign the V just to make it confusing. Seriously? You switch so, it up? Sometimes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so if I were to look you up on the Facebook... It's the PH. PH. And the same with Twitter. I'll have to double What's check What's on the Tada box? Stephen Avery. P-H-R-V. P-H-R-V. Okay. Tada! Tada's on the Tada box. Yeah. Yeah. And this episode is. Finish! Finish! Concluding? John? Alright.